This is an ABC podcast. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Five past nine. Good morning. Hello to the first time to our regional listeners who are joining me for the first time, joining Sabby for the first time in 2023. They let us back together. Yay! Rowanna, Goanna, my favourite playmate on Sunday morning. Oh, how are you? I'm so refreshed and so good. And I did actually uh, wake up at four o'clock this morning, but mainly just to go to the toilet and uh, I, I fleetingly thought of you girls who would all, <laughs> your little alarm would have gone off, you'd just be getting up to make your first cup of tea or coffee for the morning and then I went straight back to sleep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Do you know what? The thing about it is the alarm clock is brutal. Mm. Once you have your feet on the floor, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. Huh. by the time you're in here, yeah. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. And you, then you look great. You look so refreshed. Uh, Eb, I reckon Ebony looks about five years younger. No, she's just a glamazon. And you're just glowing. Oh, thanks. I'll take that. Yeah. For the, you know, fourteenth of Jan. Yeah. A couple of weeks good. into the new year. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's nice, and it's and I'm sure it'll be nice for this fifty-five minutes of madness to resume. <laughs> It will indeed, and it's a new year. I'm going to uh, I'm going to get fit this year. That's your thing. Yep, not drinking fit because I already have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, up you do pretty well. Uh, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back into swimming. Go, you good thing. What will that yep. look like? Uh, that will look like seven thirty in the pool every morning. Every morning. Yep. For a K or. Well, I have to work up to the K. Yep. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm up to 12 laps. Yep. Uh, but no, I want to do two or three K. A day. Yep. Yep. Jeez, you machine. So. We'll have a little check-in each Saturday then to help with your accountability if you like. That, that'd be really good. So if I say I'm going to go five day to, days a week, I know that I should be able to make three. Yep. So yep, that's, that's the goal. generally how it works. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and and what else? This year, I got I got my little overseas stints this year. Portugal. Oh, here we go. So we're having our on our editorial <laughs> meeting, Eb, at the moment. I, Sab's just going to put in her uh, no, not out of ages. office. Okay, sure. That's How long, long are you going away. for? Three weeks. Okay. <laughs> That's not till May. Europe though. or the US? Portugal. Oh, yeah, time zone doesn't really work, does it? The tie line's not going with you. I don't think so. I don't think so, Ro. Okay. Uh, but that's not till May. All right. Yeah. Heaps of time. We'll, we'll nail this before I leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are fabulous. If you've got a question for Sab, it's the first time in four weeks that you can ask it of yeah. her. 1300 222 720 or on Roots and Shoots. Anyway, were you back during the week this week? Yeah, I was back with Steens on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Came in and all the... Is that a new day for you or is it always Tuesday? No, no, always Tuesday. It's Thursday for some reason. No, it used to be Wednesdays for years, but yeah. it's been Tuesday okay. for a couple of years. But I walked in... And uh, the floor, he's gone all disco. It's a bit. I walked in and went, oh, I don't know how that's going to be for the girls at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning. It's very busy, isn't it? Very, very busy. When I got in this morning, I'm like, what's going on in here? (laughs) And then I actually had to do a whole password reset. So that meant I had to go around to our office over there. And I walked and I went. Uh, no, they haven't just been dry cleaned. They're, no. they're new, aren't they? It's new. Yeah. Yeah. It's and quite... they've flashed up the, uh, the staircase there. Oh, zhuzhed it up a bit around here. We could wear our ball frocks up that up that stairwell now. <laughs> it looks, it's looking pretty flash with the disco floor. Still a need for more indoor plants, don't you think? <sighs> it's a bit hard in this room. Oh, we could put them all along the along shelf. The window. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's do that this year. Let's green it up. We'll green it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get in touch, 1300-222-720. Send a question through on the text 0437-922-720. And despite my one wish of Santa that you could send your photos through, we uh, haven't quite got there yet. Uh, Santa's so not delivered. I'm still giving you that annoying, annoying email address. Perth Weekends with an S on the end at dot. Oh, I've messed it up already. Perth Weekends, with an S, or one word, at your, Y-O-U-R, dot A-B-C, dot net, 
au. So if you've got something that needs a photo, you can't send it through on the text. You've got to send us an email. We'll keep on top of those throughout the show, but it's perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. All right, let's get things underway. Woohoo! Let's rock and roll, right? Graham and Gwallop, you get to get things rolling. How are you doing? Oh, very well, thank you. And I want to start the uh, year off well. And I thought, well, Sabrina's the one to talk to. There Aww, you go. certainly is. <laughs> Aren't you a lovely man? <laughs> thank you. Look, I've got a, had a good apricot uh, tree this year. It fruited yeah. well. Oh, good. But I wondered, what's the best procedure now in this coming year of when to prune it and what are the best fertilisers to use along the way to prepare for the next season? Okie dokie. Great question, Graeme. So um, you pr- you're going to prune your apricot tree when it finishes fruiting. So once you've pulled the whole harvest off, then uh, you're going to prune it. Now, with apricot trees, you only need to prune once every two or three years. So it doesn't have to be done every year. Uh, Once you've pruned it, you want to encourage the new leaf growth. So that's when you're going to fertilise it, put a bit of mulch around it. Uh, So the best fertiliser for fruiting trees is, uh, I can't give you product names, but it's a fertiliser that's made in Western Australia and it's uh, what they call a mineralised living fertiliser. So it's got over 60 different minerals in it and it's encapsulated with soil microbes. So if you go to a nursery and ask them for that, they will Mm -hmm. steer you in the right direction, Graeme. Fantastic. Good start for the year. And, Indeed and about, it is. What, every month, uh, put a little bit on or how often every, do you? Every, every six weeks right up until, yeah, right up until May. Terrific. Very good. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks I look a forward lot, to Graham. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Graham. Thank you. I had some apricots this morning. I know. I just knocked off what was left was on it, the plate wasn't there. Was it <laughs> I thought, oh, Rose nipped out. wonder what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it uh, and I won't tell her. It was actually our experiment of putting laxatives on fruit and put, <laughs> seeing who eats things without asking. So uh, <laughs> Wouldn't affect we'll see me, you I run have... in a minute. <laughs> I have a cast iron gut. <laughs> I, I can lick the floor and still walk around. I'm fine. <laughs> I think it's all the manure and compost I've eaten over yeah. the years. It's done me good. <laughs> Yeah, I've got some other suggestions as well of what it could be. But anyway, we're going to go to Annie in Fremantle. Hey, Annie. Morning. Morning, Annie. Um, look, I have a, a Calathamnus quadrifidus Ooh. that's grown so big and rangy that I need to prune it. And I wondered when to prune it and how much I can take off at any one time. Okay, so the best time to prune the Calathamnus is in autumn. Um, so you're going to have to wait till the end of summer and you can take off a third to a half. So the, yeah, so Calathamnus, you can actually prune quite, quite hard for a native plant. And I would definitely prune, you will get a lot more flowering if you prune every year. So, so if you do, uh, if it's sort of, is it woody at the bottom, Annie? Yes, it is. Yeah, yes. so take 50% off and then every year take a third off and you can cut out the oldest manky-looking wood um, right down to the trunk and you'll get new shoots coming from the bottom. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Excellent. Let's go to Ken, who's in Dandarigan. Good morning, Ken. Hello, Ken. Hello. Dan Darrigan makes the best beef and olive oil up around their, their parts, doesn't it? That's right. Yep. <laughs> I know exactly where you are, Ken. So what can we do for you today? I've got, I got a frangipani in a pot and it's flowering and I want to put it in the ground. When's the best time? What's now. Now, Ken, because they love the summer. So um, so dig a nice, a nice size hole. And uh, put some. Are you on? Are you on? What's the soil like where you are? Uh, a bit gravelly. A bit gravelly. So I would put in some compost in compost. the hole, a uh, bit of fertilizer, and away it'll go. Okay. No, you're right. No, no clay, nothing. No, no, you won't need clay in Dandy. Gravel's okay. gravel's good. You just need to a bit of compost in there, Ken. Thank you very much. Have a good day. 
Ah, you too. Good on you, Ken. Plenty of enthusiasm. That's what we love. Uh, Let's get through a couple of texts. I've got one here. My peaches have just finished. Should I prune all the dead wood now or wait for the leaves to fall? That's from Shane. Oh, no, no. Prune it now. Don't wait for the leaves to fall. The only thing we prune in winter, in summer, is our summer fruit. Okay. So we used to prune all our peaches, apricots, nectarines. We used to prune them in winter, but now we know that they end up with fungal disease. So we prune them. If you don't want to do it now, you do it by the end of February is sort of the latest that you do it. And then you fertilise it and uh, put some, you know, a bit of poo around the place as well as fertiliser, wetting agent and off she goes. Beautiful. Thank you. Sabrina, my pumpkin is growing well, but there are no flowers. Why, says Frida in lovely Esperance. Okay, Frida, you need to contain the growth. So those long tendrils, those laterals that are going off, you need to take a third off the long laterals that that creep all along the ground, up your orange tree, cover the dog, the cat, and, and have, you know, just take over the space. Take a third off all those long arms. Not your own arms, of course. (laughs) Long arms would be... I always thought, wouldn't it be lovely to have go-go gadget arms, you know, when you're pruning stuff, rather than have to use those pole pruners? I'm sure it's um, very annoying for those who prune. Mm. Doesn't Mm. affect me too much. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I can see what you're saying, you know. Yeah, did you tend your garden over the last... You know? No, not really. No gardening projects? And the boy um, killed the love fern. Oh, no. Yeah. My oh. citrus tree that he bought me for my birthday oh. last year that, you know, was reflective of how much care he was going yeah. to put into our relationship oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah. dear. Mm. I might Watch have to this have space, a, so. Might have to have a word <laughs> with your Lee, I think. He's a naughty boy. Anyway, it's okay. You just get another one, right? Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> have another go. <laughs> Uh, speaking of fruit trees, uh, good morning, Cora. Hello, how are you going? Good. good. Um, I like to ask Sabrina, we was given a heap of uh, four-year-old fruit trees because they had to pull them out. Yeah. And we dug a heap of dirt around them and dug holes, you know, about three foot wide and everything. Yeah. Put compost in the bottom of them. Yeah. And they all look pretty dead. Do you think we should prune them or...? <laughs> Uh, Yeah, prune off any of the dead stuff, Cora. Now, the other thing I would do is today go out and get yourself a wetting agent and drench. Are they in the ground now or in a pot? Yes, they're in the ground ground now. Okay, so go and get a wetting agent, a couple of bags of compost to put around the top and water, 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 water them. We've put compost in the hole. Oh, you have. Yeah. Have you got mulch or anything around the top, around the top of them? Yeah. Yeah. And we put some blood and bone in the water as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. So don't don't fertilise them until they start showing new growth now. But, look, I reckon they'll probably come back. So prune off the dead wood, just keep the water up to them and um, hopefully they'll, they'll recover. Yeah, um, yeah, they all look you know, fairly good, but, you know, I just wondered if we could prune them. Well, I, would, I wouldn't be doing any pruning at the moment apart from the dead wood. Good. So, mm. Good on you, Cora. We'll let you get back to the family. Yeah. <laughs> Calling out in the background. Um, thank you for your call. Speaking of, you know, people not looking after plants. Mm. So, because I was away for four weeks and uh, I thought. Oh, Jess. So Jess <laughs> moved into my house because her dog had to have both its legs operated on and it can't walk up and down steps. Right. So I thought I'll get home and I figured for uh, about a 25% loss in the pots and probably... That's what you'd accommodated for. Yeah, yeah. 20% loss of plants in the garden. Yep. Not a single thing died. She did... Yes. She did such a great job. What a show off. I know. I was so proud of her. I what does she want from you? Yes. Uh, mainly to look after the dog. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> but I was, because the last time I left for four weeks, I actually, I think, was more than 25% lost. So. Oh, go, you good thing. I know. 
Good on you, Jess, you little legend. She might be able to start a little service there. Uh, doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> Very doubtful. Just an idea, I guess. <laughs> Um, hi, Sabrina. We have a prolific lime tree and used to get 30 to 40 kilos of limes each year from it. The canopy was about three metres in diameter and about two metres tall. We skeleton pruned it last winter and it started to grow back, but it's a little bit sad. Oh. The leaves are curled and it hasn't fruited much, maybe six or seven fruit. What can we do to help it? We've also planted oregano and thyme all around the base. Could this be affecting the tree? No, because that, that's really... Cara, that description is exactly the same as my lime tree, which has oregano all around the base of it oh. as well. So it's not the oregano. Now, with lime trees, they take so much longer to recover than lemon trees do. So my lime tree ended up being about four metres wide and I went, well, it's not you, you moved over to the lemon tree and the fig tree, so I'm just going to hammer you. Did exactly the same. Did a big, what we like to call a skeleton prune, where you've left three branches and not much else. <laughs> uh, now, they are going to, that will take two years to recover. Oh. But, you know, you've done the right thing. So just make sure during this summer, because you don't have a lot of foliage cover, so the sun's fairly getting into it. The the curling leaves will be citrus leaf minor. So you can get little CLM traps that you put in for those. Um, don't fear not. Fear not, Cara. <laughs> it will recover. It'll just, it, they, they sulk. They're gone. You mongrel. <laughs> I was looking so good. Uh, let's talk lawn. Bradley from Bustleton. Sab, so what are the pros and cons of kaikuyu versus cooch grass? Do not put cooch in. <laughs> Do not. So there's no pros cooch for cooch, I think, is what we're taking from that. Zero pros for cooch. Kaikuyu is tough. It recovers really well after a drought. In winter, when it dies off and goes yellow, um, it comes back as soon as you get warm weather. It's indestructible. Does move though, uh, Ro. Likes to it likes to travel, uh, which is the only downside of kike. Okay. Uh, I would never, ever, ever put cooch in unless you're going to tend it like you would a bowling green. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Twenty-two past nine on Roots and Shoots. Let's get back to your calls. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty, and we'll get to a few of your emails in just a tick. Peter in Inaloo. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Hello. Thank you. Hello, Peter. What can we do yes, for you uh, this morning? Uh, could you tell me if the uh, Sapium sibiferum, or mm-hmm. Johnny's tallow rather, is prone to dieback? Yep, sure is. And they're dying oh. all over Perth. Oh, um, so they do get uh, fungal disease, which is really bad. But also, Peter, they are really struggling with climate a warming climate. So oh. our winters are warmer. We're getting those delightful 44-degree days and it's really knocking them around. So when you combine the fungal problem with with much more heat, the tallows are really struggling. Oh, so there's nothing much I can do for it? Well, you can dig around the base of it, get compost, manure, biochar, fertiliser, pump the water on it. Do that and see how it goes for the next 12 months. And if it, you know, if it's not looking good next year, just I'd, I'd replace it with a hardier tree. Thank you, Peter. A couple of emails, perthweekends at your.abc.net.au. Good morning, ladies. I have my neighbour's pond creeper choking everything in my yard, even though they've now removed their pond. How do I get rid of it without affecting my native animals? That's from Jane in Kalamunda. Kalamunda. Oh, what's that got a cola? No, 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 no. That has a little, it's, um, oh, no, that's a mongrel, that thing. That's called, that's called. <laughs> I think my, Jane feels that way too. It's called Mile a Minute. That, it has, it's. It has these tubers which go down like over a metre in the ground. It is a nightmare to get rid of. Um, Glyphosate, it just laughs at that because it's got a really waxy leaf. Um, You're just going to have to keep getting the whippersnipper out and as soon as you see it, whippersnip it. The only other 
spray that I know they use on it is blackberry and tree, blackberry and tree killer. Um, But you can't use that around any waterways. So, well, you poor thing. It's just going to be persistence with constantly pulling it out so that you starve the tuber of food and then eventually it dies. But it's... Frustrating, Jane. Good luck. Mm. Um, Julie has sent us an email as well. Hi, Sabrina. Just wondering if you could advise me as to why our orange tree has this mottled effect on its Ah, leaves. Yes, indeed. And you will find that if you live anywhere along the coastal strip in Perth, all your citrus are going to look (laughs) like that because that is a... Manganese deficiency, manganese and iron, which we don't have in our soils. Now, there is a foliar spray that you can get that you spray on the leaves that is trace element and you spray the leaves and if you do it every fortnight, it absorbs the manganese and iron directly into the leaf tissue uh, and that's what does it's because it's growing in alkaline soil and if you've got bore water your bore water will be alkaline as well so get the foliar trace you you'll need to go to a nursery to get it and spray every fortnight and she'll be looking beautiful no time excellent diane a uh, high sab do you have two and if so how do you fertilize oh. an enormous poinciana tree Ah, yes, 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 yes. Um, So you need to fertilise your poinciana tree. So fertilise it with that fertiliser I was talking about before that's made in WA that has over 60 minerals. So you're going to fertilise it in September, again in November, then in February and then in April because they suck it all up, Ro, and then they give you – there's a poinciana tree uh, about half a K from me. I reckon it must be – it'll be pretty old. It has to be at least 60 years old. Its canopy would be probably 20 metres wide. Jeez. It is seriously magnificent. And I put my poinciana tree in six years ago and now I'm going – Holy mother of mercy. I've got to lose the house. You won't see it. Uh, another one on the text for you, Sab. I've got yes. a um, plant question that needs to be asked of you. I'm transporting my prized fiddle leaf fig back to WA with me, mm. but it needs to cross the border with no soil. Yep. How would you keep a plant alive with no soil for about okay. five days? No, that's easy peasy lemon squeezy. So the main thing is you have to wash the soil off the roots, then you go and buy yourself a bag, maybe two bags, of sphagnum moss. You soak the sphagnum moss in water and then you're going to get a um, uh, a tree bag. I'm not sure how big the fiddle leaf fig is, but you, you can get different size tree bags. If it's a big fiddle leaf fig, you probably need minimum uh, 30 litres. Then you're going to fill it. So you're going to put the bare-rooted fiddly fig in the pot and then you're going to pack the moist sphagnum moss around the root zone. Okay. There we go. That solves that one. Hmm. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Robin, hello. Hello. How are you hello. doing? Are you Good, in cooking up or cooking up? Cooking up. Cooking up. I thought it would be a short O. Excellent. Um, now, you are a woman after Sabrina's own heart. Got yourself a new chainsaw I hear. That's it. I've graduated from the reciprocating saw because oh. it's just simply not big enough. Ah, oh, Robin, I love it already. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, um, is there a certain season when you prune your eucalypts that they don't shoot 100 branches out to replace the one that you just cut off? You know, like nah. fruit trees? Yeah. Ah, mm. uh, No. Basically, so what happens with eucalypts is they send out epicormic growth where the cut is. It's a response. It's a survival response. Um, Survival against chainsaws. Yeah, survival against chainsaws. So if you, to prevent that, you have to actually remove some limbs entirely down Mm -hmm. to the trunk level, or you only take a third off the branch. 
Robin. Right, yeah. Because they're sort of, well, they're also responding to fire damage and whatnot. Oh, um, okay, yes, yes. But, but okay. yeah, yeah, they've just gone all bushy and out yeah. of control. And, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, but it doesn't mean to say you can't use a chainsaw. So some of that, some of that epicormic growth, you need to prune it off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Entirely, and that's where you yep. the ring, ding, 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 ding out. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's great. Yeah. Okay then. Good Thanks, on you, Robin. Robin. Thank you. And we'll go to Julia in Subiaco. Hey, Julia. Hi. A bit of a recurring theme here about <laughs> lack of care of plants over the summer. <laughs> that's what um, keeps us business. We're savvy business. Um, has all shriveled and gone mm. brown, and the leaves are droopy. Should yeah. I just deadhead them or prune it? No, dead, dead, deadhead them. I wouldn't go the hard prune. Mine got really badly affected with powdery mildew this year, and that also causes the the leaves to go all crispy and brown. Yeah, um, okay, mine's crispy and brown too. Okay, so you could have powdery mildew as well as heat burn. Um, so spray with mancozeb and then deadhead them. Okay. So if it's really bad, like the, the one plant that I had in a pot that was really bad, uh, I took a third off the entire plant. All right. I think I might have to do the same. Yeah. And then spray with the mancozeb spray. All right. Thanks, Sabrina. Okay. Thanks, Julia. All right. On our way to Sab's pick of the week. Yes. Um, what the heck is this thing? Oh, this comes from someone internal to the ABC, but we'll let them remain nameless at this ah! point. Is it poisonous? It's growing at the base of a bamboo plant. Yes. Yeah, so they actually call that the um, potting mix mushroom. So it's a fungus and you find it, uh, you'll find it in a lot of the potting mix and particularly during the summer. Uh, do not eat it, but it's a it's a beneficial fungus for soil. Oh. It's, they're not edible, um, but they're but it's doing. It's good not problematic. Stuff. No, no, no. Just 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 don't eat it. Admire it, but don't <laughs> eat it. Uh, very good. Twenty eight to ten. It's been a while, <gasps> but it must I, be time I again see. for. It is. That time again it is Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick, pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Oh, you got this in early in the week too. I, you, I you were ready. Yeah. This was your comeback anthem, was it? Yeah, because I think four weeks holidays, it's just, it's a bit long for me really. Oh. Uh, and I, and then I... I think to myself, well, mind you, there's lots of work I should have been doing that I managed to avoid. I think we can all attest to that. Entirely. Now, I thought what I'd do for the first off the block, I'd ease us in slowly with a song that, uh, of course, it's still the, the, the boundaries are that it has to, all my songs, you have to be able to dance to. Yes. Including opera. Okay, yep. Yep. Which can be a little bit tricky unless you're wearing your mum's fox fur and then, of course, you can dance to anything. That's going to get a run again in 2023, I reckon. Absolutely. Um, so uh, so we've got it, – it's kind of a, a new take on everywhere with Niall Horan in it from, you know, from Fleetwood Mac. Niall Horan from – one Direction. One Direction. <laughs> Covering Fleetwood Mac. Covering Fleetwood Mac. It's, it's okay, been a Stevie. while. <laughs> Here we go. This is what it sounds like. You really did ease us back in. Pretty good. Edward's going off in the producer's box. She had her arms waving in the air, the fingers. Twirling and, and pointing yeah. and Pete will, out. Pete will accuse... Us of saying Ebony chose that song. It so, did have some Ebony sound yeah, to it. I will agree with that. Anyway, Pete, that was truly my selection. Okay. Edward's just rocking to it. We haven't had any feedback on it as yet. Oh. I don't know what that means. Oh. Um, oh. That could do, be. No, I think it's it's okay. Maybe it fits with the ABC playlist. Uh, like it, it didn't yeah, evoke yeah. a reaction. No. Perhaps. No. But if you do have a thought, zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Could be that I mucked it all up. Start the know, year off with a pick of the week that had no reaction. <laughs> that would be I've quite failed. something. I've failed. 
We have got uh, cheesy goodness, perfect for the new year. Oh, there we go. Cheesy. Annie and Chidlow says, not sure about this. I don't think oh. anything can trump the Fleetwood Mac version. That's always the danger, right, when yeah, you cover Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. I didn't turn it off, so that says something, <laughs> I suppose. Thanks, I like, Annie. I like that little bit of fence sitting there. That's quite good. <laughs> Annie did well. Uh, on our way back to our calls, uh, mm. David in Boddington mm. has a problem with moss on mm. his wintergreen lawn. Mm. What can he do? Because he's out of ideas. Okay. So there is a, uh, a weed spray that's not a herbicide and it has pelagonic acid in it. It's made from the oil of geraniums. Mm. There's two different companies that sell it now and it has different names now, so I can't give you the product. But uh, they're organic Mm -hmm. and it's pelagonic acid. Look for that on the bottle. It uh, kills it. It'll just kill all that moss off but not the lawn. Okay. Perfect. So have a little spray with that. Almost sounds like a simple solution too. <laughs> so easy. Excellent. Uh, well, someone prefers Fleetwood Mac. Brilliant. Thanks, Sab. Oh, Sab pleasure. and Co. I mm. think that's us, Eb. Yep. That song sounded very Fleetwood Mac-y. Yeah, <laughs> well, yep. mm-hmm. Great version. Great pick, Sab. Uh, sorry, girls. The original is the best. That's from Shelby. Yep. Excellent. Thanks, Sab. Uh, okay. Loved it, Sabby. Great pick, Sab, Cruzy and Boppy to ease us into 2023 from True. Sandy. Girls, I love Fleetwood Mac, but that was actually okay from ah. Jeff at Argo. So Okay, mostly thumbs yeah. up. That, I, I think that's about what, what I meant. Like yeah. everyone was just like, yeah, yeah you didn't okay. offend us, yeah. you didn't excite us. I'll you wait just, for next week. Just was. <laughs> Shane in North Dandelup, he has been waiting very patiently. So let's go to him. Good morning, Shane. Greetings, Earthlings. How are you going? Ah, yeah, we are, we are so earthed. Today, Shane, <laughs> so earthed. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, I've been on hold for a little while, so I've been walking around the backyard looking at all the weeds that need to be. Oh, killed. I know. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyway, I've got a problem with a uh, with a jarrah tree here. Um, yeah. Last in the end of last summer, we we planted a bunch of natives. We've got ghost gums, jarrah, uh, benches, a bit of other stuff, and um, they're all thriving except for this one. And um, I'm standing here looking at it, and a lot of the leaves have um, actually like gone brown. They've got nice green stems. Right. There's some new there's some new growth on it, but it's all munted when I compare it to the new growth on the other ones. Right. How how um, old is it? How old is it? Uh, we bought mature trees. This one, um, I don't I don't know how fast they grow. This one's between six and seven foot tall. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's only a youngster. Um, but we, when we when we planted them, we put soil improver in the ground. We like brought a trailer load of it and yeah. hired an excavator because my wife can use an excavator. So she dug the holes and we oh, put the handy. soil hey, improver hey. in. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's a bit of a talent. Um, and we put in uh, what do you call it? Uh, the water crystals, the water. Oh holding yeah, crystals. yeah, yeah. Water. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah, and and when we realised that it was starting to struggle, we whacked a pipe in next to it so we can get water down to the roots, and we're giving it special attention. But it just doesn't seem to be coming good. So there's something happening at root zone level there, Shane. Um, Unless you can see cracking and at the base, at the base of the trunk, if there's cracking, then it's probably a fungal disease, and there's not too much you can do about it. No, I'm seeing you looking at it, and it's, it looks good at the base. It looks yeah. good at the base. The, yeah. It's it's really hard to tell with ukes, and sometimes they once they start, the leaves go brown and dry. They just they just die, and it's usually something that's happened at root zone level. The yeah. only thing you could do would is to spray it with the um, the fos acid that they use for dieback on Jarrah. Okay, yep. So spray as much of the tree as you can get um, and it may be overwatering more than underwatering. Ooh, yeah, right, eh? uh, Yeah, well, it, it definitely gets more water than the others, but we only started doing that when, when we... it started going off a bit. When we seen there was a problem, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I would go and get the go and get the fos acid and um, spray it. That's really about the only thing you, that you can do. 
Yeah, I will give it a crack. Yeah, absolutely. We don't want right. Yeah, we don't want to. Don't want to see him die. No, perish. You don't oh, want. No. You don't want things perishing. Definitely no, not. No. <laughs> Unless no. it's a cane toad, you want them Good. to perish. Yeah, definitely. Good mm. on you, Shane. Thank you very much, and thanks for your patience waiting online. A uh, fair bit more feedback flowing through, yeah, Sab. Yes, fair bit the same, 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 but, same. Um, I just walked two point two k's back to buy the Sunday papers and bounced the last two hundred meters <laughs> up the drive. Thanks, Gail in uh, Carrydale. That's beautiful. Um, Bobby Stone says the mu- music's a bit of a boozy hairdo. Oh. Translation, I'm not entirely sure. Um, love the pick of the week, mm-hmm. Joe from Durian Bay. No, Sab, leave it to Fleetwood Mac. Teresa in Ferndale says, still a drivel song, but somehow less, an- <laughs> somehow less annoying than the original. <laughs> Great music, Sabrina, I was dancing. Uh, it's okay, but Fleetwood Mac is better. Yeah. Helen in Bay. Uh, welcome back to a couple there, of those texts. So. There, um, there's a lot of uh, Fleetwood Mac lovers yeah, out there. There's an awful <laughs> lot of Fleetwood Mac lovers out there. Yeah, you've always got to be careful who you decide to cover because mm, some people so. will just resist regardless. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. uh, Shirley's up in Geraldton. Hey, Shirley. Hi. Hello, Shirley. What can we do for uh, you today? Uh, good, Sabrina. Um, yes, I hope you can help me. Um, I'm always trying to grow trees and... Um, I invariably give them away, but sometimes I sell them. But anyway, that's a secret. Um, <laughs> no one, no one heard that. Yeah, it's we didn't. Fine. We won't no. tell anyone. Um, um, but yes, no. But I just want to grow in Australia, really. But yep. I'm trying to grow jacaranda and papaya seeds, uh, seedlings. I'm getting to germinate. Yeah, they're getting to about two, three centimeters tall in coir, moist yeah. coir. Yeah, and then they just die. Okay, so with that coir, it could be that it's holding on to too much moisture. Much water. Yeah, and I thought it might be a pH thing. No. Nah, <laughs> uh, well, did, have you tested the pH of the coir? Uh, no. Okay, so go I, and get it's your... A seedling, yeah, it's a seedling raising coir. Yeah, <laughs> I would still mix that with a bit of potting mix if I were you. Okay, right, okay, good. Or yes. sand, just even yes. sand. Um, yeah. Now... There is a fungal disease called damping off, which is something seedlings get and they rot, the root system rots and then they collapse and die. So it could be that it's just holding on to too much moisture, surely. Yeah. So whack a bit of sand in there with with the coir. Okay. Or even perlite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, perlite. (laughs) Perlite and coir is a beautiful mix for raising seedlings. Writing that down. Beautiful. Okay. Good on you, so Shirley. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Love this Fleetwood Mac uh, lookalike. Ah, uh, <laughs> thank you, Shirley. <laughs> Good stuff, Shirley. Um, Bob has clarified. It auto-corrected. It should have been remind me of a buffy hairdo, as in the seventies. Oh, <laughs> buffy, not makes... boozy. Yeah. I, but I. I just well, that's sad. She'll yeah, understand. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking, you know, I probably when I had hair, I'm sure I. <laughs> There were mornings where I woke up with a boozy hairdo. <laughs> I have no doubt whatsoever. Oh, Craig has sent us an email and he says, I know they're hard to see, but there are a lot of figs on this tree. Oh. Should I thin them out a bit? What a no. great problem to have. No. Um, and should I prune each year? That's from Craig and Leanne in Dudley Park. Yes, definitely prune your fig. Yum. My fig's going gangbusters this year. Like a frog in a sock, that's yeah. what you usually say. Um, so you do not need to thin the figs out because I can tell you now the birds will do it for you. <laughs> or, in my case, the rats. Uh, so don't thin it out. No. <sighs> okay. Uh, Mavis wants your help. Good morning. <laughs> Please, Sabrina, what is wrong with my fuchsia? I have oh. grown them successful in several Perth locations, uh. but since in Car- Carlisle they go like this and then they die. Ooh. So for people that can't see this, it's almost like it's a mosaic leaf. So there's a couple of things going on here. Number one is that they don't like whatever they're planted in. So the pH of the potting mix, the soil or whatever could perhaps be wrong. Number two, it's been absolutely hammered with whitefly. So you'll need to spray with a pyrethrum spray or a natra soap spray, a potassium soap spray. And you can't prune it now, but I'd give that a pretty hard prune at the end of March. 
Okay. Mm. Lovely. Thank you. We'll get to some more of your emails before the end of the show. Uh, let's go to Trisha, who's in Bayswater. Hello, Trisha. Hello. How are you? Yeah, we're, well. we're, we're rested. We're fresh. <laughs> Relaxed. We look so Lovely young. Lovely back on air. Lovely to hear. <laughs> Thank you. So what can we do oh. for you, Trish? Oh, yes. So, look, we're very excited. An event we never thought would ever happen is going to, which is my daughter's getting married. <laughs> Oh, how exciting. I, I love weddings. I, I love them too. Um, anyway, it's a garden wedding. It's a beautiful garden with lots and lots of foliage. But yeah. what we want to do, it's at the end of March. Yes. And we want to get some big pot plants with something that's flowering. Yes. Good Can move. you think of anything flowering at the end of March, you early know, April? You know what I would do? I would actually get the big pots and absolutely chocker block them full of flowering annuals because you will get a spectacular coverage. Because annuals live fast, die young, you get that really packed, full look. Um, So I would steer towards those. Now, between buying... Yeah, flowering annuals. What, what, what would that be? Okay, so that's what I'm about to say. Uh, so all the stuff that you see in the nursery uh, that that have got the seedlings, then you know that they will flower at that time of the year. The thing, the timing is from buying a seedling to when they're at their maximum flowering is about four to six weeks. I'd give yourself six weeks. When you get the seedlings, cut the heads off all of them because you want them to develop lots and lots of shoots at the base so that you get many more flowers at the top. So... Um, so, but, so give yourself six weeks before the wedding. That's when you're going to plant your seedlings. All right, then. Well, we might head to the nurseries today yeah yeah when's the wedding end of march Uh, end of march what are we in january January. yeah so go and have a look around now the calibracoas which is a ridiculous name for miniature petunias uh no one knows how to pronounce them (laughs) uh Uh they're they're really good value so they'll all they'll all be flowering at that time of the year Okay. Look, thank you so much. My pleasure and good luck with yeah, the wedding, Yeah, enjoy Trisha. that. Thank you. Thanks, Trisha. Uh, let's go to Wayne, who's in Karama. Hi, Wayne. Hi, oh, good morning, Sabrina and Rowena. Uh, the song pick was not too bad. I've never liked One Direction, but it was a pretty good <laughs> song. So well done. Thank you, Wayne. Well, That's nothing a- to do with the gardening question. We uh, we suffered immensely with chili trip last year. We, mm. we ended up ripping out our whole front rose garden of about 30 roses, 25 yeah. roses. They just, just absolutely decimated. And uh, in September, planted an Australian native garden. Right. Uh, and it's done remarkably well. So we're really, really pleased with the decision. Oh, uh, now we're fantastic. getting to the point where the kangaroo pores have uh, just been so abundant. Um, how, how is the best way to trim them? I mean, do we use a chainsaw or reciprocating saw or just the old second tiers? Um, and how do we separate them and, and when? Please? Okay. So, uh, so for very big clumps, do you know what I do, Wayne? I prune them with the whipper snipper. Wow, wow, okay. Um, Because mine are, they're probably about 12 years old now and they're enormous. uh, People use the hedging shears as well. Um, The reciprocating saw is no good because the leaves are too soft. So the whippersnipper (laughs) does a job. It takes no time at all. Now, the best time to dig them up and divide them is in autumn. So you're going to have to wait until April. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah, yeah any time in April is the best time to do it. Um, dividing them up, I use a hatchet, like a little mm-hmm. – I, I have I have weapons all over the garden. Um, <laughs> some people use a reciprocating saw to divide them up as well. So I would have thought that was a bit untidy, but a hatchet or a cleaver sounds good. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so that's the go. 
Thank you very much. Have my, a great weekend, ladies. My pleasure, Fine. Wayne. Good on you, Wayne. Thank you. Uh, Sab, citrus fertiliser, mm-hmm. what's the secret sauce for great fruiting? Uh, little and often for citrus. Little and often, and remember they all their feeder roots are up on the surface. So if you have a big, thick mulch layer, you may need to move the mulch a little bit, put the fertiliser down and then put the mulch back. Okay. Very good. Good luck to that grower. Uh, morning, Sab. Our Karajong tree, the one with the creamy flowers in spring, mm-hmm. has completely dropped all its leaves. It's oh, a yeah, very old tree, 40 years. There are new leaves coming. Yep. But is it just heat stress? No, that's just what normal. That's what all brachychitans do. Around this time of the year, they dump all their leaves and then they get all new ones. Very so that's good. normal. That's their life cycle. John in South Fremantle, why do eucalypts that self seed grow so that self seed grow so much better and faster than ones grown from planted seedlings? That is a great question, John. And the reason is they develop a, a taproot that goes straight down. So as soon as that taproot, so the seedling, wherever the seed falls, because there will be probably where you see saplings coming up, eucalypt saplings, you are looking at a seed burden of probably 100 seeds. From 100 seeds, the ones that germinate are the really strong, tough ones. Mm. So they have developed a taproot very quickly that's gone straight down, hence the rapid growth. Beautiful. Phil would like to know, um, he lives in Dongra and the sand there is gutless. Mm. Um, Would putting gypsum on the lawn help so the water soaks into the soil instead of running off? No. What you need, um, you ne- well, gypsum's not going to do any harm, but it won't fully address the, the wettability of the soil. You need a wetting agent. Don't use detergents. Go and buy a good quality wetting agent. Okay. Uh, Back to the emails. Hi, Sabrina. Any ideas what might be the problem with this shrub in Wembley? Any suggestions on what to do to help it? Uh, It's being sent on behalf of Catherine, who's had some phone technical problems. Oh, I... And some shrub problems. Okay, so this is a petosporum. Um... And it's got very badly burnt. <laughs> uh, so now, petosporums are a bit like the Chinese tallow tree are not coping well with a change in the in the heat, and they are all dying of fungal diseases. I would say this has the fungal disease, and it's too far gone. I would rip them out and don't replace with petosporums. Uh, they're just yeah. They're a little bit fickle. I would look at a different hedging plant. Okay. Marie in Albany. Hi, everyone. Happy 2023. Sabrina, I have a very unhappy macrocarpa plant. It is growing in pretty gutless house pad sand. There's a theme here. Although I did put compost and soil improver in the hole before planting. Can you help? Oh, um, so the macrocarpa, number one, it doesn't have any mulch around it at all and it's being cooked. Macrocarpa grow in heavy clay, gravel soils that's in gutless sand. So I would go and get some clay to dig around the uh, perimeter of it, not directly where it is, dig some clay in and put a mulch on top and give it a really good soak. Okay, there we go. Thank you, Marie. Let's go to Avril, who's in Albany. Hello, Avril. Oh, good morning. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. Good. Um, my problem is our Manchurian tree is um, doing poorly. Mm. This year it um, went into bud but hasn't got its leaves. So I think I planted it about 20 years ago. So I'm wondering whether or not it's just got old and died or if it's sick. Yeah, I'd say it's sick. Now, um, they've got a long lifespan. So it's not that it's um, it's not that it's old and dying. I'd say it's sick. It can be fungal. Um, I've noticed a lot of the pear trees are not not doing too well over the last 5 years. I do get Inject your tree with the foss acid, the same stuff that they use for dieback on, uh, on bush, in bushland. You need to get a tree syringe and you need to inject the tree 
at 10 centimetre spacing around the trunk. So you'll have to go to a nursery to, um, to get all that gear. So how far from um, the earth? How far okay, up? so 10 centimetres up from the, yep. from the ground. And then, and, then how, and then around the trunk. And then around every 10 centimetres around the trunk. Wonderful. That's your best bet. Good on you, Avril. Thank you. Uh, Sarah on the email. Hi, ladies. I'm in Margaret River, and these tiny snails seem to be destroying the lower leaves of my plants in my garden. Yeah, they're they're those little tiny conical. um, Now, remember last year before we finished up, Lady rang in about these coastal snails, and, and she said she used the... Mosquito repellent. Ah. She sprayed them with mosquito repellent and she said they died instantly. Hmm. Get out There's the old option. insect repellent. See how that goes. Do oh. yourself while you're at it. We're rapidly heading towards 10 o'clock. We've got, we can squeeze in one more caller very quickly. Kay is in Port Kennedy. Hey, Kay. Hey, Rowie. Hey, Sabrina. Happy New Year to you both. And Happy to you. Happy New Year, Kay. Lovely, Lovely. to hear from I, you. I got a, Yeah, you too. I got, a, I got a bit of a problem with my lawn. I mean, I'm not particularly fussed. I mean, when the wind blows, and I haven't manured it for a while, but when the wind blows, it's blowing a lot of the water onto the road and, and part of it's a bit yellow and it looks horrible. But yeah. is there much that I can do to sort of... Bring it back. Give it, it, used to look give it really a little nice boost. Mm. Yeah. So, Kay, you need to, number one, get a wetting agent on there. Number two, you can spread a bit of compost around it or just some liquid fertiliser that you can you can get a click on one for lawn. Um, so, But get the wetting agent on first, then put the, the liquid spray fertiliser on top and it'll bring it back a treat. Have a fabulous 2023, Kay. Hope it's a wonderful year for you. I'm sure we'll hear from you throughout the year. Um, Jeff in Argyle has said uh, those tree car deodorisers discourage the rats in fig trees. Uh, They work really well in the ceiling of the house as well. Seriously? Oh, I'm buying packets (laughs) of it today. Packets. There you go. There's something a little bit different to uh, try out. Well, we survived our first week back. Yay! You were well behaved, I reckon. I know, but I'm warming up. When you said, gird your loins, ladies, (laughs) earlier in the week to get us ready for the show, I was, yeah, didn't know what was to come. But great job. We'll be allowed back next week, I reckon. I reckon so. (laughs) This is an ABC podcast.